Well, a, a big concern this week that uh, some have covered, it's been getting a little more national attention, is the fact that our grocers, are our grocers and our supermarkets protected for those who do still go to grocery shopping? And uh, someone on me from the National Supermarket Association is Nelson Eusebio. And Nelson, I know that you are the regional director here, so uh, you're on the front lines. Tell us how the grocery stores are dealing during this uh, COVID-19 crisis. And thanks for joining. Thank you very much for having me. And I'm actually the uh, government relation contact person for the National Supermarket Association, the NSA. Uh, The grocers right now, and with all due respect, outside of the great job that the NYPD is doing, the fire department, all the doctors and nurses and all those who are working in the medical field, outside that whole group, I believe that our grocers are, are, are on the front line of what's going on in New York City and should be commended for what's going on in the supermarkets today. And I explain myself in the following manner. Uh, the, the store owner, the store manager, the butcher, the grocery clerk, the cashier, are all exposing themselves to uh, customers that we don't know if they're sick or not. We don't know what kind of conditions they are they have. But our, our staff, our people are working day and night. They're exhausted. Uh but they keep coming to work. Uh, we try to have the shelves full as much as possible. Um, we, we try to maintain a, 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 an everyday supermarket in an environment that's not everyday, an environment that's turned upside mm-hmm. down on us. And yet we we might try to maintain these stores as full as possible and as operational as possible. And keep in mind that a lot of our stores are in poor neighborhoods throughout New York City that desperately need access to food. I saw something where officials were coming in or saying you can't be open. Is that happening too? Or people posing? What's going on there? Absolutely. Uh, There's some misinformation among the police department that uh, they feel they have the authority to close stores down if they feel there's too many customers in the stores. Most of our stores are blind by the uh, safe distance policy. And what they're doing is letting one customer in at a time uh, depending on the size of the store, they can fit to 50 people, 100 people, 200 people, depending on the size of the stores. Unfortunately, and I say unfortunately, some of our police force don't have proper information, and yes, they have gone to several of our stores, planning to close them down, uh, that they want to see a lot less people in the store, or that they shouldn't be open, period. We've been working with city officials to clear the lines of communications with the police department, that, uh, hey, we're out here, we're a necessity. We are conscious about a, a full store, and, and we know what the uh, limitations and are of having X amount of people in our stores work with us instead of trying to shut us down. Well, that's the thing, because I, I truly believe that the grocers right now are really the last line of, of help because a lot of these other places are closed. And so to ask them to shut down just feels very irresponsible right now. I think it's a huge, huge mistake to ask the grocer to close down. People are not driving. People are not taking the subways. So more than ever, your neighborhood supermarket is your lifeline. And customers come in looking for their basic things, but they come in also just to let out their their, their emotions. And, and they talk to our people. They talk to our cashiers. 
how frustrated they are, what's going on in their lives, and so forth. So this is an outlet, not only of food for the customer, but just an outlet to get out of the house and express themselves. Mm-hmm. The, the, the supermarket now more than ever, ever, is a vital role in the community. There is no doubt, though, that you guys need to have protective equipment. I mean, maybe not as the, the masks and everything in the hospitals, but would you say you guys also need the equipment to get you guys through the day? Absolutely. Absolutely. Our staff does need the same equipment, maybe not at that level in the hospital, but we need some sort of protection to protect our, our people from, from the customer. Some of our stores have taken it upon themselves. They have put plexiglass between them and the cashiers. They're trying to give in masks as, as many as they can to the employees, but as you well know, masks uh, are not uh, readily uh, available. Uh, a lot of stores are trying to do stuff on their own, but yes, uh, um, help from the city or the state will be much appreciated. Nelson, you are a government liaison to the National Supermarket Association. What's your interaction been with the Bla- Mayor de Blasio and Governor Cuomo, and has there been a federal interaction as well? Uh, we haven't done nothing federal yet, but we are in contact with one of our local congressmen who's very concerned on what's going on. But as far as the mayor and the governor, we have a direct line that was established two weeks ago to the mayor's office where we can uh, file complaints, ask uh, questions, suggestions, and we have a line of communication. We just recently established a line of communication also with the governor's office. And we appreciate that every once in a while on his CNN morning brief, he thanks the grocers and the supermarket for everything that we do, that we're doing. Well, that is that is special. And I know that it's also now becoming a competition of who can survive this. So how is National Supermarket avoiding places like Dean and DeLuca, other places to close down? How are you guys supplementing that loss of income so they do stay open through all of this? Unfortunately, with Dean and DeLuca, uh, they closed down for various reasons. I think they had a, a rent dispute with the landlord, which is uh, happening to a lot of stores. But what's unique about our stores, like I said before, these are uh, individually owned stores. You walk into an independent supermarket in New York City, whether it's your Bravo, Seaton, Associated, and chances are you're going to bump into the owner. Some cases you see me even bagging groceries in front of the store, walking around the store, making sure that everything's going on okay. Being that they're locally owned, they are able to adjust to what's going on in the community. They're able to adjust to um, gentrification. They're able to adjust to prices that we're going through right now because they can make the decisions right there in the spot, as opposed to the national chains where our store manager doesn't have the authority to make quick decisions that are needed sometimes, and they suffer because of that. Our stores are hands-on, and that's the advantage that we have over the other bigger stores. So what's the message of hope for the grocers out there that you want to tell tonight? Well, to the grocers, we can't thank them enough for what they're doing. And also to please apply the laws, keep the safe distance in your stores. Thank you for keeping the store stocks. Do the best that you can uh, at what you do that you're so good at. And also to city officials and the state government, to please work closer with the grocers. Now more than ever, we are a big part of the community, and we need your help and your assistance and your guidance to help us through this uh, terrible, terrible time. Now, Nelson, it is the National Supermarket Association. Is it a strain nationally? Well, our association started 30 years ago, and the name was 
to give the National Supermarket Association. But back then, our presence, our footprint was strictly on the five boroughs. Uh, since then, it's grown to Connecticut, New Jersey, uh, Massachusetts. Uh, we have a footprint in North Carolina. And now we even have a chapter in South Florida, Miami, which is growing leaps and bounds. We're more of an East Coast association. Well, so tell me about this little thing, because obviously wherever it is on the East Coast, people have been strained and people start fighting over things. And the early part, we saw that in some stores. And so did you guys have a directive? Like, how did you manage that when people could have had an emotional reaction to this in your in the supermarkets? Well, uh, I tell you, in the beginning, like everybody else, it took us by surprise. The first uh, or the second week of uh, March, I think it was, when the pandemic hit, our stores were rushed with customers, and we weren't expecting that. But again, like I said, since we're hands-on, we were able to to meet the challenge hands-on. But yet, it was a challenge, yes. It wasn't easy, uh, you know, restocking the stores as fast as we need to be. Unfortunately, some products ran out. Um, some products, the price skyrocketed. And that caused a lot of uh, havoc in the store with the customer base who didn't understand why things had, had risen, you know, 40, 60, 70% from just a week ago. And that was a challenge. That was a challenge explaining to your customer and also the store owner making the decision, should I bring this item in, even though it costs me so much more money now and still give it to my customer? Or should I not bring it in? and not risk the rest of customers blaming me for price gouging. Nelson, you are governmental affairs for the National Supermarket Association, but where did you get your start? Maybe people who do follow this association want to know where you got your start in the world of the supermarkets. Yeah, well, uh, I was literally born in the, in the supermarket industry, so to speak. In the early 70s, my family owned supermarkets in the Jamaica, Queens area, and I used to work after school in the supermarket. I, I made it my business to get an education and go to college because I swore I would never work in another supermarket again. Uh, and sure enough, when I got out of college, I wound up running supermarkets again. And uh, I've been in the industry my whole life. I love the industry. I'm a, a former, former supermarket owner. I have had owned several supermarkets in Brooklyn and Queens. I'm also a past president of the National Supermarket Association, so I, I understand the association very well and the needs of our members. Uh, when they asked me to be a government relations person, contact, I jumped on it because it's something that I enjoy doing. I work with our, with our members, and I work with our local politicians hand-in-hand. Hand. Well, let me ask you, uh, to bring us on a good note here, because this is dire times, and what we're seeing on our TV is dire what good news? Have there been donations to the supermarkets? Have you seen outreach from the community to supermarkets here in New York and elsewhere? Uh, as far as donations to supermarkets, no. No, not at all. Uh, I mean, the city is starting a conversation now. As a matter of fact, when I hang up with you, I'm going to have that conversation about loans to small businesses that need it, that might be going through hard times, or, or, or they can't pay the rent or so forth. Uh, that, not that our stores owners are asking for anything like that, but it's good to know that it's available there. Uh, the good news is that I think that as far as the supermarket goes, we have reached our peak. Our peak was the first two weeks of the pandemic, the customers bond rushed to supermarkets 
things were running out, things were uh, increasing in prices. Now the people have settled down and, and they're developing a shopping pattern that's more, a little bit more than normal. And that can be handled very well at the store level. When, when the customers come to our, to our stores, now they can be assured that the store is going to be stocked fully, that prices are starting to climb back down again, come down again, and that the supermarket is going to be what it normally is. Uh, uh, we, we've seen the high peak. Now we're riding something that's more normal. Now the supermarket is operating more at a normal pace, and when that does, we can give better service to our customer base. Well, can customers reach out to you guys uh, about all, uh, about how they can help and about the concerns they might have going to the supermarket? I, I think that since most of our stores are all community orientated, I would dare to say that most of our, our, our customers know our managers, know the owners, know the cashiers by name. And I think that they can walk into any one of our member stores and, and, and ask, what can I do, or can I help the store, or can the store help them, and so forth. I think that relationship and, and, and that communication exists already, and it existed before this controversy, because um, that's what supermarkets are. They're community stores serving the community. During this time, people need to hear from people like you, Nelson, that say, you know what, we are here for you, and we're going to all get through this together. Absolutely, and count on us to have your supermarket available every day of the week. And I do hope, honestly, that they start featuring the supermarkets more nationally. We saw a CBS News piece the other night. Hopefully more of that continues and, and the groceries, grocers can get a, a bigger highlight through this and afterward as well. Support your community supermarket because, as well noted, we're going to be there when you need us the most. All right, that was Nelson Eusebio. He is the government affairs for the National Supermarket Association. Nelson, I'll let you get to, get to your call and come back and tell us more as you guys know more. Absolutely, my pleasure. And thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. You got it. I'm Alexander Garrett. This has been Friday night. I know we're all staying indoors, but you know what? It's for the better. But if you need the groceries, they are there for you. Have a great night.